0: Professional, your weekly Google podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 159. And welcome, 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 as I welcomed you last episode to my new front porch here in Phoenix, Arizona. Now, I I feel like I got pretty good at describing to you the beauty that was around me in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Really amazing. Had this awesome Rancho Cucamonga peak out uh, the left side of my porch. And then I just had shrubbery and flowers all around me. Uh, which brought in all this amazing nature, so we move here in the city this is much this is different, like we are literally we're this is an urban area, so we're in the city, but it's really cool this this little pocket that we're in is really quiet um there's not a lot of street lights, and so the stars are super bright. On the uh, left side of our yard, which is to my right where I'm sitting right now, there's just these shrubs. And in the, in the birds in the morning, as I sit out here, they come and sit up on top. Uh, so far, um, if you know anything about me, you know I'm, kinda, I'm learning to be more of a bird guy. Uh, these mockingbirds come and they just kind of sit on top and they kind of float around. And then right in front of me is a massive, I mean this thing has to be 70 feet tall, uh, palm tree. And I can't even imagine how old it is, but this palm tree is massive. And then my next door neighbor, he has every piece of landscaping that you could possibly imagine. And so I just watch... All of the birds <laughs> come into his yard. Our yard is pretty plain, uh, but who knows? You know, we got we got some plans in place because I need to be able to invite nature. Like I'm new to this neighborhood, right? Even to the even to the birds and animals. Like I'm I'm new to the neighborhood, and so these birds are like, dude, I don't know who this guy is yet. Uh, so the more and more I sit out here, who knows? maybe creation, uh, will get comfortable with the fact that I'm creation and I'm I'm joining in uh in the God that created us both. Um I I I think that's a pretty amazing thought. So welcome to my front porch. Uh welcome to front porch confessional. So grateful uh that you're listening. So grateful that you're tuning in. So many of you uh have been listening faithful from the very beginning. Um, and you followed almost every single one of these. I think that's so extraordinary. And I just want to say thank you. Some of you are just joining in. This might be your first time you've ever listened. So cool. Check it out. We do this three times a week. And basically what we're trying to do is take a, a, a passage of Scripture, dig in a little bit, bit, the hope and desire. Hope and desire is that you take that and you don't just take it for face value, but you dig in a little bit deeper. Maybe this in your weekly rhythm causes you uh, to, to be convicted or challenges you in the way that you live your life. And at the end of the day, what I hope and desire is that we're all getting deeper in God's word and growing in our understanding of what he has for us who he is and what he has for us so and then for those of you who can continue to give on patreon dot com forward slash front porch confessional thank you so much i really really appreciate appreciate each and every one of you who continue to give uh not just there but in a variety of different ways thank you so much okay our passage today running back to the proverbs is Proverbs twenty nine twenty five? Could not get this passage out of my head. Proverbs 29, 25. Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Uh, when I was a kid, Um, most of my family uh, grew up in northern Michigan. Um, So every, I think maybe two, three times a year, we'd end up heading up there. And they're almost to the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. And so it's like cold, like crazy, crazy cold. I remember as a kid being scared for my life. We'd be driving in a blizzard on the way to my grandparents. It's pitch black. There are no cell phones. Your, your, Your tire goes out, a deer jumps in front of your car, you're You're out there, and you're freezing your butt off, so it was kind of sketchy, super sketchy uh and I remember these huge plows that you should just plow the snow, so we're talking about massive, massive, massive amounts of snow and so one of my favorite things when I would go up my uh my grandfather, I was really, really, really close with him, and uh when I would go up there, my grandfather would always invite me to his ice shanty that was called it was his ice shanty, and uh, I would go. Um, fishing with him it was really interesting in the way that we did this and not only did we have our own shanty but he would also uh, drill holes in the ice around it right and he would put these little fishing poles that had a flag on it okay and the moment that a fish went by And it took the bait. The flag would fly up in the air to say, hey-oh, you got something, Grandpa. So I remember as a kid kind of getting those with my grandfather and going around and thinking, what an interesting game this was, right? We didn't necessarily, I didn't really do that in Ohio. It snowed in Ohio, but it wasn't like up in north. Up north, you literally park a house on the ice, and then you have these little traps that are going all around, and you're catching fish. My grandfather and I would bring it back, uh, we'd fillet the fish and then eat it for dinner. Really kind of a cool memory of my life. But when I heard this passage, it reminded me of that little flag that would go up, that little flag going like, gotcha, gotcha, I definitely gotcha. And what I find interesting is how this passage is an all-out attack, right? It is an all-out attack uh, about who we trust. Now, here's the thing. If you claim to be a believer in Jesus Christ, you are called to fear God. You are called to feel God. You know Solomon reminds us uh, reminds us of this. If you read through the Proverbs, he's going to say this over and over and over and over, right? Like in in nine ten, he's like, "Hey, listen, the fear of God is the beginning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Hey, it, the fear of the Lord it starts there. It starts and it stops there." You do not have wisdom if you do not fear the Lord, right? And the stems, like he's pulling this. He stems, it's from the first commandment, right? And the first commandment is what? Put no other God before God. It's all about God. It always will be about God. And so we are to fear the Lord. Why? Because he is the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. He is the beginning and the end. He is the alpha and omega, right? Right? A to Z, A to Z, right? That's how my Canadians say A to Z, right? A to Z. He is all of that. But what do we do? So often we fail in this regard. And and if you have taken a moment, right? If you just slow down a sec, and if you have taken a moment and you've reflected on last year alone, this becomes really real, right? Who we trust, who we trust, where we bank our hopes and our dreams. Many of us, right, many of you, many of us, and many of people that you know, we fought each other, we left churches, we broke up families, we destroyed friendships. Why? Why did we do that? Because we believed a man or a a party could rescue and save us. And here's Solomon, right? Here's Solomon. Solomon, like a father who sees his sons or daughters running into traffic, says, no, stop. You're going to get snared. This is all wrong. This is all backwards. It's a snare from Satan. From Satan himself, he loves division. You have to hear this. He loves death and he loves division. And he will do and use whatever he can in order to divide. Here's what happens. He sets a snare that is tied to a fear or insecurity that we have and we get caught. And when we get caught, we create chaos. Chaos. We create chaos wherever we go, and he's got us. He's entangled that insecurity. He's, he's, he's wrapped us up in our fear. He has taken our eyes of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and he's placed it on something else. So, so what, does, what does Father Solomon advise us to do? In the midst of all the chaos that many of us have created based upon who we've chosen to trust in, right? Because this is what this is all about. Who do you trust? Who are you following? Who are you following? Where is your allegiance, right? What is he advising us to do? Trust in the Lord and you will be safe. Rest in the Lord. Like, David's going to come back to us and say, listen, under his wing, there's there's safety there, right? Psalms 23 is going like he prepares a table in the midst of our enemies. He's the good shepherd. That's who he is. He's the one who liberates A million people from Egypt and takes them to the promised land. It's who he is. It's interesting, right? It's interesting, right? Because our safety is only found in the Lord. I I can't express how important this is. It's only found in the Lord. He is the one that knit us together in our mother's womb. You are incapable of doing that. You can't do that. You can't manufacture it. We still can't manufacture it. We're trying and trying and trying and trying. Still can't do what the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords can do. Why? Because he is the divine creator. He's the one who did that. He knits us together in our mother's womb. He is the one who has numbered our days. Right? We still can't figure out a cure for death. We we can't. We can't be, God is in control of that. There is a great equality in humanity. There's a great equality in humanity. It's this, we were all born and we will all die. And God is in control of both of those realities. So if that's the case, why wouldn't we trust him with everything else? Why wouldn't we trust him with everything else and find safety in his loving kindness, in his provision, in his providence, in his sovereignty from the beginning of time to the end? Here's the deal. Satan, he has tried to deceive us. That has always been the plan, and he will use whatever he can to take our eyes off of Jesus because when he does that, we get tethered to earth. We get tethered to earth. If you think about this, this is what he was trying to do with Jesus when he was tempting him in the desert for 40 days, tethering him to earth. And Jesus resists him, and he speaks to him the words of life, the words of Scripture. He's trying to take our eyes off of Jesus because he wants us to be tethered to earth instead of bringing heaven to earth as Jesus prayed. And here's the, I, I just, the more and more I reflect on this, the more comfort I find. Is it the beautiful gift in the, in the midst of all of our failures and all of us have failed in this? Is it Jesus died to rescue and ransom a humanity that continues to fail, that continues to trust men and systems over the one who created it all. He deserves and he demands our trust. And so trust in the Lord, and you'll find safety. Beware of the snare because who you trust dictates how you live. So the question is this, do you feel safe? Do you feel safe? Where is your safety found? Do you feel safe and where is your safety found? I pray. That this would convict us. Have I placed all my trust in humanity or a human? Or have I actually and do I practically trust the God of the universe who loves me and knows me, set his son to rescue and ransom me for his glory and his honor? And that's where everybody says, amen, amen. Father God, we need your help. We really need your help here. Spirit, help us convict our hearts when we choose to trust your creation over you, Almighty oh mighty God. Reveal where our trust has misled us and guide us on the way everlasting. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe the God of you.